God brought me through. God brought me out. God brought me over. And sometimes the enemy is observing our activity and saying, I didn't send that to kill you. I sent that to steal. You survived, but your optimism didn't. You survived, but your hope didn't. You survived, but your dreams didn't. The enemy doesn't just want to kill, he wants to steal. And that's what made him so agitated with Job, because he kept taking stuff, but he couldn't take what he really wanted. And that's why he's so mad at some of you. Because no matter what he takes, he can't take the thing he really wants. He wants your commitment to God. And some of you have made a decision. strip them of everything they will strip they will strip you of your name you see Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are not Hebrew names they're Babylonian names because that's what the devil does in the middle of a season a loss he wants to label you did you hear what I just said he wants to label you in a season of loss so that when you're going through loss you come out of the loss you survive but you lose your identity and you come out with identity crisis right because watch this people can only use people who don't know who they are did you hear what I just said People who date down, is that, can I say that in Oklahoma? I can say that in New Jersey. People who date down, lowering standards. People who, who have gotten labeled through a loss. Not good enough, not smart enough, not strong enough, not pretty enough. They labeled them to loss. They tried to take everything, including, listen to this, their faith. Their religion, their faith. It's in the text. 
build this huge idolatrous statue and say, everybody has to bow down to this statue. And these three Hebrew boys who are working for the Babylonian kingdom are faced with the threat of abandoning their faith, listen to this, or suffering the punishment of being thrown into a furnace blazing with fire. They refuse to do so and they're called before Nebuchadnezzar, who's the king, and Nebuchadnezzar says, now I'm gonna give you one more opportunity. And we read their response at the beginning of our time together. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, now listen, we don't need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother that. We're so convinced that we don't have to convince you to make us feel better about what we're convinced about. I don't need you to believe it for me to believe it. They say, in other words, I'm being nice. No need to defend ourselves in this matter. Listen to this. They said, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Please don't miss this. Because upon first reading, this reads like a contradiction. They say God is able and he will. But when you read the story, I want you to see what happens. When you read the story, they didn't say, oh, this is about to make you uncomfortable. They didn't say he will deliver us from the fire. Read the text. It says he will deliver us from your hand. Did you hear what I said? But verse 18, here is the blazy faith. But even if he does not. See, that's another level of faith right there. See, see, in verse, in verse, in verse 17, they're saying God is willing and God is able. But then in verse 18, they say, but even if he doesn't, we still won't bow down. See, <laughs> this is blazy faith. Because blazy faith is faith that is stubborn, unyielding, unbending, and fireproof. Lazy faith is fireproof faith. Pastor Darius, why do you say that? Because as soon as the Hebrew boys make this amazing statement, they get thrown in the fire. <laughs> Bro, listen. Now, I'm thinking, you make a stand like that, God got to come through for me right now. Y'all feel me? That makes sense? Oh, God, I'm standing for you. For God, I'll live. For God, I'll die. Well, you getting ready to die. Hold on, Jesus. Wait. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. They go in the fire. Which, are y'all ready for this family? And, and I think, I think, I think we need, we need to 
offense is because fire represents a number of different things in scripture. But one of the things it represents is it represents challenges. Peter says, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come to test you as though something strange is happening to you. Peter says, Peter says, don't think this is strange. He's teaching us something about the gospel. The gospel is not a gospel, not just the gospel of avoidance. Yes, there are some things we avoid. The Passover story is about avoidance. The Red Sea is about avoidance. Jericho walls are about avoidance. Yes, but the gospel is not just the gospel of, of, of avoidance. The gospel is also a gospel of overcoming. That there are some things I don't avoid, but I can't overcome. So even if I'm not delivered from the fire, I'm delivered from your majesty's hands. Did you hear what I just said? Here's my question. Do you have blazy faith? That's faith that survives fire. It's, I know you came out, but did you bring your faith with you? I'm talking about blazy faith. Blazy faith. Because the Hebrew boys, come on, let's humanize them for a little bit. They got to be in the fire furnace now. I'm like, Jesus, ain't this something else? <clears throat> now, I took a stand for you, so I'm supposed to be avoiding circumstances like this. Come on. Not that they wanted it to happen to anybody, but let's humanize them. They had to be thinking, out of everybody, this could have happened to. How could you let this happen to me? Is that, that, that's, is that all right? How could you let this happen to me? I don't want it to happen to anybody, but I didn't expect this to happen to me. Not this, not this, not a breakup, not me, not a divorce, not me, not chemo, not me, not a diagnosis, not me, not a rejection letter, not me, not a denial, not me, not losing these accounts. I need these accounts. They are key and critical, consequential to my business, not losing these accounts, not me. Come on, humanize them for a little bit. Take off the church mask for a minute and look into the eyes of three young men who feel like they losing everything trying to do the right thing. <laughs> not, not, not that they would have wished it up on anybody else, but if God would have asked for recommendations, be like Jesus you know I know a few people that's not even trying to live I mean I'm not saying <laughs> I mean at least I'm trying I know a few people that's not even trying and they they happy it is fireproof faith because blazing faith is faith that's on fire 
and you fight fire with fire because fire can't consume fire. So when the fire of trials of life run into blazing faith, they run into a faith that is already on fire and blazing faith does not allow disappointment from what didn't happen in the past to stop you from believing about what can happen in the future. You want to know what blazing faith is? You sitting in blazing faith. You missed it. You sitting in blazing faith. You sitting in a stubborn faith that wouldn't take no for an answer. You sitting in stubborn faith that when they said they won't sell, a faith that says my God is still able to bring the vision to pass. And the text reveals to us the power. I'm almost done. Y'all all right? The text reveals to us the power of blazing faith. Listen to what happens. The Bible says Nebuchadnezzar decides to put these three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace, right? And this is what happened. It says that he told the people, turn it up seven times hotter than what it normally is. So the men who are grabbing these young men and putting them in the fiery furnace, listen to this. These men, as they're throwing them in, the heat's so hot, the Hebrew boys stay alive, but these men get burned up. See, this is what Blazy Faith will do for you. Blazy Faith will help you survive what scorches others. It means that you can have the same experiences, but not have the same outcome. And somebody in here needs to pause for the cause of giving God praise because when you look back over your life, there are some things you survived that scorched others. But somehow, God got you out. And you want me to come to transformation and be quiet? I can't do that. I shouldn't even be here. I shouldn't even be alive. They, they threw them, this is interesting, they throw them in the fire, but the text says they throw them in the fire a certain way. It, it's in the text. It says they throw these men, this is verse 23, chapter 3, firmly tied. So they're bound. Firmly tied into the blazing furnace. Y'all see that? But the Bible says in verse 24, the king leaped to his feet in, a, in, in, in amazement and he says, okay, I'm tripping. He said, I'm bugging. He has to ask. He said, now wait a minute. Weren't there three men tied up? Y'all better come get me. I feel this. Tied up, thrown into the fire. They said, certainly, your majesty. He says, well, look. I see four men. Y'all missing this. Unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the Son of God. Don't miss this. The fourth looks like the Son of God. This is what we call in theological circles a Christophany. It is a premature manifestation of Christ in the Old Testament before the fulfillment of his manifestation in the New Testament. Here's the point. 
The point is, blazy faith, we talk about the times that God shows up late. A Christophany is when Jesus show up early. Lazy faith will make them show up early. I don't know who this is for today, but if you got faith, God can do it ahead of schedule. You do know you're sitting in blazy faith. You do know there are places and spaces that wait their whole the whole life and span of their ministry and never experience anything like this. Jesus did it early. Now, I just got a question for you. I just got one question for you. If Jesus did it for your church, and you are part of this church, that must mean Jesus wants to do it for you. I want somebody that believes you next to give God a I'm next praise. I'm next. I'm done. Remain standing. Listen to what happens. The king said, tell them men to come out. Get them out of there. They went in there bound, but the fourth one, Jesus, got in there, and before he delivered them out of the fire, he loosed them in it. Because some people are in the fire, but they're bound with bitterness bound with anxiety bound with anger but what if I told you lazy faith helps you get loose in it before God delivers you out of it and the same king that threw them in is the same king that said get them out because lazy faith makes your enemies eat their words the same people that called you crazy like you a genius you hear me and here's my whole point and I'm done I want you to look at what Nebuchadnezzar says when the Hebrew boys come out first thing he says is praise be the God that praise be the God of Shadrach Meshach and Abednego so you have this pagan polytheistic king that's saying no other God can save like their God and he issued a decree nobody can speak negative about this God God was using their story the whole time to turn the heart of this king in the direction of this God. Here it is, because I want to weave this back to purpose. Let's make a hermeneutical loop. Let's come all the way back to the introduction. Listen to this. What if I told you 
We don't know what the Hebrew boys' skills were. They're not in the Bible because of skill. Because whenever we think of purpose, most of the time we just think about God using our skill. You don't even need faith to use skill. You can use your gift in bitterness. You can sing and be bitter. Right? Come on now. You can cook for people you don't even like. Let me just cook this. Purpose is not just about God using skill. Purpose is about God using your story. when I use your skill that's pretty that's pretty that's glamorous that's glorious he says but when I use your story there's fire involved and if we don't teach you how to handle fire you will mismanage fire seasons I'm telling you I'm in the northeast it's a very unchurched demographic and most people resist many people resist the faith faith or the people that defect from the faith defect because they have not properly been prepared on how to deal with fire when life happens their faith gets burned like you were such a strong believer what happened fire and they survived but their faith didn't and take my seat that's my question to you is disappointment from what didn't happen from what did not happen in the past stopping you from believing what can happen in the future has my crazy faith been consumed by disappointment. Today I want you to know Jesus wants to set your faith on fire again so you can fight fire with fire. A faith that survives the fire. A faith that survives a no, a faith that survives a diagnosis, a faith that survives a healing that did not manner, a prayer for healing that did not manifest the way you hoped. Blazing. And I'm done. But you can walk with God in two ways. You can have facelifts or heart transplants. Facelift. You can act like it's crazy faith and wavy faith. Or you can have a heart transplant and say, God, I know I can't get crazy faith until I give you this disappointment. I need to be real. God, I trust you, but I'm disappointed. And I need to give you this. Because you only consume the sacrifice I put on the altar. You won't heal what I won't reveal. 
And as long as I'm hiding the disappointment in my heart, you'll never heal it. I know what I'm talking about. I live this. Not lived, live. Fire after fire after fire. And today, God is saying, you've been carrying something way too long that belonged to me. And we hadn't had a real conversation about it because you think faith means denying reality. Faith is not denial of reality. Faith is believing God to change it. But we need to have a real conversation. And you need to give me this. And some of you in this room, you're in a season that is so critical. You're at a pivot season. You got to turn here. You don't have time to work this out four years through therapy. You need God, the great physician, to go into your heart and say, give me that today. So you can believe again for you. Because it's possible to believe what God can do for us and not believe. He can do it for me. And today, the heart healer, God, is going to heal the wounds in your heart that are there from disappointment. The wounds you got from having to bury somebody you thought you'd never have to bury. you got from having to start over in this season of life and you and you never thought you'd be starting over the wounds you got from a, a from betrayal and a, and and trust broken from people who who you loved well but didn't love you back the same way disappointment from results that did not come back the way you wanted them to come back God's going to heal your heart and impart a resilience in you so that you move from just strong faith to long faith. Still believe. God can handle your disappointment. Remember we talked about David earlier, a man after God's own heart? Read the Psalms. It's a man who had an unfiltered relationship with the Father. And today, if you have that moment with God, God's going to have that moment with you. The heart healer is here to take your disappointment so that you can really live with crazy faith. Father, I thank you that your word says you heal the brokenhearted. And you bind up their wounds. So I pray for broken hearts all over this place, all online. And I pray that you reach into the recesses of our heart, that you pull out disappointment and that you pull out bitterness and everything that is keeping us from believing you the way you've called us to believe. And I pray now for an impartation, according to Romans 1.11, an impartation for blazy faith. A faith that survives fire. Give us the ability to believe again, to hope again, to trust again. And as you do so, may it be said of us, instead of this house, 
as it was said of the early church, these are they that have turned the world upside down. In Jesus' name, amen.